we had a collaboration with some Chinese com uh, Chinese uh, scientists. Here we have a vaccine. What is the problem? Get over it. Now, if we do a really great job on new vaccines, healthcare, reproductive health services, we could lower that by perhaps 10 or 15%. I hope that it can occur in a, a civil way. And I, 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 I mean civil in a special way, I, peaceful. The biggest question, in, maybe in economics and politics of the coming decade, will be what to do with all these useless people. I just see the need for such a dialogue, and I see the need for action. I see the need for a great reset. We are two years, 11 months, and 13 days into 14 days to flatten the curve. Thank you for joining us today. I'm Johnny Anderson alongside Bruce Adams and Ned. Because he loves to go first. How are you, Mr. Wizard? Brilliant. I was going to talk about something else today. I was all fired up one day after the last podcast, and then things have happened and I've had to shelve it because there's a lot of crap happening, as usual. But we'll get to that. There is a lot of crap happening. Yes, we will get to but, a lot of yeah, that. But yeah, I'm fine. Thank you very much, guys. And it's good to hear that you're actually... Um, Bruce is looking better and you sounding better. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I, I feel a little bit better. I, uh, I'm still medicated, but uh, hopefully I'm past the worst of it. So yeah, let's, uh, let's, let's hope so. Bruce, how are you today? You are looking better. Healthy and alive. Um, I would, I'll also point out that uh, my eye was irritated at the beginning, but by the time we were done, it was cleared up. It, it had looked a lot better. So to be I fair. Have to say, I have to say, yeah. we got a lot of interesting comments back about Marty talking about the... Uh, the incident that could have caused that, you know, it wasn't what caused it, but it was what could have caused it. Well, what are you guys fetish shaming? Like, like what, what is this kink shaming here? Come on. <laughs> anyway, that we all right. You should be able weekly to roundtable. Yeah, before we before we get down into a dark, twisted discussion on that weekly roundtable, uh, we'll take our cues from you, Ned. What do you got? Uh, I think the biggest itch I've got. Loads of little short things to fill in later because I just want to skim through things. To, I throw the shorts in so hopefully people will actually spin off in a direction or it might go to somebody in the audience and they might look somewhere and another one will make somebody else look somewhere else. But the main thing I, I really want to get in teeth into is, well, on the 27th of this month, the Who are pushing a, another draft out, aren't they? Having another meeting about how they can have sovereignty over just about everything, really, and get their, I don't know, what is it, 194 member states or whatever they call them, stakeholders from all different countries in the world to sign up that they should be in charge of just about everything. Now, Africa and Brazil put a crunch on that the last time on the last draft, didn't they? And they didn't allow it, and that slightly upset them. Uh, but they're still pushing this agenda, but... It is a draft. Is this? I don't the, know. Uh, for clarification, is this the uh, uh, the amendments that they're talking about to the international health regulations? No, this is well international is health regulations. Is this the pandemic? This is treaty? The, 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 this is their pandemic. Well, it's well actually, if it was only a pandemic treaty, it's it, it's basically called um, the, it's a drafted document. It's CA plus one, and it is really 
would give them sovereignty over any government on several issues. They weaponize the words. I mean, a normal person, I mean, some people go, oh, yeah. Um, I had, uh, they said to me, well, there shouldn't be a reason why they shouldn't do because the government's messed everything up over COVID. Um, don't you think that was driven deliberately in a direction? Don't you think your governments have been taking a lead from somebody who then goes quiet and they let, it, it's like somebody pushing the child into doing something then disappearing out of the room so that child gets into trouble and then turning up and going, yeah, well, this is what we should do. You know, once once it's all started. And the WHO, uh, as far as I'm concerned, they're a criminal organisation. They are criminals. They're not elected. They are full of people who believe that you can have anything as long as you've got enough money. One of the top donors, if not the top donor, is the Gates and Melinda, well, should I say Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. Yes. They, and I mean, just that, that in itself is abusive foundation yes. is horrible. Uh, you're, you're going to love this. This is from their actual website, Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. You can go there and you can look this up. They have decided that they're now going to start covering the operational costs of the Bush Foundation. Oh, yeah. That'd be another branch then. Uh-huh. Because there are, there are several foundations um, within, or should I say, that are like branches of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation. It's horrible. It, it's, it's just there's so many companies it, it, it's like at the center of this nexus that's them and it just branches out and if people if, if you really want to have a bit of a dark laugh about it and actually find how far their web goes it you will you will probably be um upset look at look at every look at the world in disbelief by the time you've actually researched it because it's out there all the information is out there and once you find out how far and then if you really want to go and look at the history of where he's been and left his demonic footprint and he's still doing it, it's, it's, it's not very nice. He's the face, but she's still there. Whatever you do, people, she is still there. Her name's on it. So I, if your name's on something, that mean, and it means you're saying, yeah, this is all cool. So don't just think that because her name's there that she's got nothing to do with it. Now, this paper that's coming out, they always do an introductory thing, and <laughs> I just love it because she's when, when when someone speaks and they say that sounds good, then you go, no, let's actually disseminate that and just just have a look at that. And I had a look at their they call this their vision, and it said a world where pandemics are effectively controlled to protect present and future generations from pandemics and their devastating consequences. Straight away, that should that little part there. That first part sentence, part paragraph, should put warning bells up. Effectively control. So if you think about it, in the last two or three years, that is what it's all been about. So they want to control pandemics. Well, the virus was accidentally all released from somewhere. It was quite happily going around before somebody got their grip onto it and created a vaccine, which wasn't a vaccine, which didn't do anything a vaccine can do. And then that just had the devastating consequences that a pandemic could possibly do. So the vaccine did worse. And that is what I don't... When they put fear into it, if you want to do something for the good of people, when as soon as you start putting the fear of God into people with words like devastating consequences, you are twisting it and trying to psych them out so they go down that line. That, that starts to mess with the free thinking. That starts messing with emotions. It's sales pitch. It's wrong. If you were 
totally intentional to be pure and good. You wouldn't have any of that crap. I mean, they, they, they've affected the kids over COVID and that. They just pumped it through the media and now they started again. And then they put, um, and to advance the enjoyment of the highest attainable standard of health for all people on the basis of equity, human rights and solidarity. The only solidarity they've got is if they stand in line with people like themselves. That's what they mean by solidarity. Human rights? No. If you looked into this thing, there are no human rights that way for everybody. That is just basically like an equity. The only way I can see them using equity is if they go, well, once we get you on the medical wagon, you can all have some, yeah? And we'll send it your way. You will be basically giving it all. And then you got with a view to achieving universal health coverage, which is universal health coverage. If you wanted to achieve universal health coverage and be right, that means a world where nobody needs to take any medicine, that you teach people how to be healthy. The human race goes forward with the minimal of medication. Yeah. So that is, that is the world was there once. Yeah. You had the minimal amount of uh, medication. It's funny how it's ramped up and ramped up and ramped up over the, the last five or six decades to a really, the magnitude of it is just mental in the last two, two, three years. So, uh, it, I mean, all that horrible little dark truths are in there. The people who write these things, people who write these things must sit there and laugh to themselves. This sounds good. Let's shove it out there. But we're not telling a lie. This is what we're going for. And this is what you're going to get. Um, it's got, while recognising the sovereignty rights of countries, acknowledging the differences in levels of development among countries. So they've gone from equity, then they've said, oh, we're going to recognise the different levels in different countries. So does that mean you're going to have a difference of allowances, entitlement, straight away? Yes. You haven't got the equity. So it actually says equity, but they haven't put a but in there with the B-U-T. It's just a big but with the way they worded it, yeah? Because they did this with, um, what what they call it, IP, intellectual... Intellectual property, yes. Yeah, so intellectual property, where the third world suffers, yes. The West, we can make more money out of them, uh, not you, and it's my intellectual property, so we're not going to vaccinate you like they did to a lot of places in the world. Or, you know, if, if you're Gates's, if you're Pfizer's, if it was all done to help the world, you know, the, the philanthropists of these great big money owners like Gates and everything, why did they hold the intellectual property back? Why didn't they just say, yeah, okay, off you go. Do it yourselves. You can help your own people. No. And then what did he do? When when everybody started to question it, millions and millions of shares binned. He's made his money, which he bought through the foundation so he didn't have to pay tax. And he's now moved on to something else and actually vocally saying, well, maybe this wasn't so good. And he'll sit there and go, well, we tried this. Snigger, snigger. We tried it. But if you tried it and you've caused harm, shouldn't you be sort of helping things out? Shouldn't you actually be being put in right? But that, that doesn't happen in the gates. You're not the customer. Well, this is it. It's business. And that's exactly what they do. With Mr. Gates, it's business. It is not he can tell people they're the future, but they're the future tools that he wants to use and abuse. And that is that, it. That, that's what I'm getting at is the um, the vaccines, the, the the drugs, all of that. You're not the customer. And by that, I mean the average person. You may have taken the vaccine or you may take drugs, um, pharmaceuticals. 
but you're not the customer. The customer, well, actually, in this case, in the pandemic, the, the customer was the government, not yeah. the people. Yeah, because the people are the assets to be used. They're the ones that you make, the, the, those are what you, you know, mess around with. I mean, that is how they see the, the, the people. Oh, look what they want to do. The digital IDs. They, they want to tag everybody like cattle. Yeah. Not a chance. Sorry. I'll fight that all the way. I'll moo all the way to somewhere else. I mean, if they want to turn me into that. But um, I don't know. There's so much There's so much rubbish in there. And the, the problem is that they say this is a draft, but we've got to... I mean, this hasn't gone out through open media, and this is the problem. In this country, in the UK, it was a people's referendum for Brexit and everything else, and this is a people's referendum. This is where the people should be shown. And the thing is, we've got to try and somewhere along the lines, people that are in law and everything else have got to start moving on this because you're all going to suffer. You're all going to get drawn into it in the end, and you cannot have this draft document the lack of definitions which they've got in there and with no meaning, it's just titles and they haven't followed it up with exactly what they want. So they've put the titles in there and if you want to look at a description or a meaning, it's not available yet. So nobody yeah. should be signing this damn thing, yeah? It, it, it's hideous. I mean, it, it says... No one um, should be drafting it, let alone signing <laughs> it. No one should be drafting it. I mean, they got pathogen and pandemic potential. Yeah, right. A pathogen with a pa a pandemic potential. Um, that's just about anything if they want to push it, isn't it? it I is. mean, they're play they're playing yeah. with that avian flu thing at the moment, messing mm -hmm. around with that, and that's another annoying thing. So we've got to be prepared and get a vaccine made for that. No, go chew on it. One health approach, one health surveillance, infodemic. 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 That's a good one. Why do I feel like yeah. Google is at the head of this one? <laughs> oh, yeah. info. Oh, well, yeah. yeah. What they? What the? What did they do in Poland the other day? Google. I've been running a program in there, and uh, they about misinformation. Yeah, and there was another country. Uh, I want to say it was. I want to say it was Canada. I. I can't. I can't be sure of that. Or maybe it was Brazil. Uh, I think. No, I think it was Brazil. Uh, Brazil said that they want to, the Brazilian government wants to be able to control information uh, under, you know, Lula da Silva. And the uh, company Google said, uh, okay, we're happy with that, but we, we thought we would be able to do that for you. But if you want to do it, go ahead. Yeah. Well, that Google thing, I just found my note on it, actually. It was called information inoculation. <laughs> oh, we're vaccinating said, information. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. Disinformation campaigns. And this is what they run it on. They had a list. It was COVID, immigration, climate change, elections, Ukraine, uh -huh. Uh -huh. authoritarian propaganda, um, distrust of democratic institutions. Oh, for yeah? God's sake. So basically, yeah, so when, when anybody suspects or calls out their criminality against the people of that country, then it's yeah. all of a sudden disinformation and they need to control it. That is what Google has been running. And they've, they've literally voiced that they've had success in Poland. Yeah. And this is how they want to do things. So this is total control. So if you want to use Google as an engine to find something, question it, use your common sense. Google is not always the truth. Uh, it's a search engine and you will be given what they want to give you. That's right. That's right. And I'm glad you actually brought this up because I have a piece of audio that I would like to play on this uh, this matter. This is a, a New York Times editorial board member 
talking about uh, free speech. Now, now, Ned, I want you to listen here. Listen here, moron. (laughs) (laughs) This is Joe Scarborough on Morning Joe. Listen here, moron, because they're going to tell you. To, to, To have an exemption that nobody else has. You know, Joe, you're making a powerful case here that the law just maybe it just is out of date. I mean, listening to you talk about the way you were thinking about it when it was enacted is reason enough. Uh, you're right. The Internet has changed. The world has changed. But this is one of those areas of American exceptionalism, too, where other uh, democracies look at us and say, well, why can't you figure this out? And one of the reasons is we actually have a very broad First Amendment statute. And of course, as a journalist, that's a wonderful thing. The problem the problem here is that the world has changed. And so to your point, Joe, now you have companies that are actually not journalistic organizations that are disseminating um, information, some of it factual, some of it dangerous, some of it hate speech. And they are they essentially have no responsibility uh, for the consequences of that. So we have right. this central tension. Um, and, I, you know, it's easy to get wonky. We all know what Section 230 is here at the table. But, you know, for the Americans sitting at home, the question is, well, what responsibility should YouTube or Google or Facebook have if they're promoting hate speech on their platforms? Um, I think the average American would say they should have some. Uh, but legally, that's a harder case to make. And I don't have an answer for it. But it's just to say that I don't think we can allow it to go on as it has where there's no consequences and people can make money, in fact, to your point. Uh, right. While while disseminating this information that is tearing the country apart, mm. and and by the way, providing uh, disinformation, um, and in some cases has made us very da- very uh, endangered, like with January sixth. So there's yeah. real consequences to this, and and I hope the court realizes that. And by the way, I say this is a free market conservative. Cor- corporations should be able to do it. Yeah, Joe Scarborough is a free market conservative. He's speaking from a standpoint of a free market conservative. I don't think so. Uh, and so that's he enough just of that. called for he just called for regulating speech. Yes. Mm-hmm. Well, it, I I think mm-hmm. I think I'd like I'd like to point out there where she said that. Uh, well, you've got people that are not journalists, such as ourselves. We're just the average people. That's all we are. We have Which, lives. And, so yeah, but this this is where it we're comes not, down to speech allows you to have opinion. You of course, are it does. allowed to have opinion. But and we're if not. Somebody wants to voice a different opinion. It should be allowed. You know, you're you're right, but that's that's not the argument that she's making. You're making a logical argument to that, and I agree with you. But the problem is, is that they want to be the monopolistic uh, form of of information and channel of information that you get. When in fact, she's sitting there and she she works for the New York Times, the worst propaganda paper in America. That is the biggest outlet of, well, one of the biggest outlets of disinformation in the world today. And she's calling for people to be shut down because they're promoting disinformation. You could not make that up. They want people shut down that have opposing viewpoints. Of course, people that sit up here and talk truth are more popular than these people. Who's we when she says we? I, I, must, I can only assume that she's talking about the, the, me, the corporate media establishment, such as the network that she's on, the paper that she works for, and the companies that own them. So get this right, yeah? She works for a paper, yeah? And she thinks she has the right to stop people saying anything. Yes. So at the end of the day, she is just, to anybody that's half intelligent and got some common sense, 
she has just totally buggered up the idea of free speech by her own words. And there was no depth in whatever she said because she said misinformation, not with respect to anything, not, well, not whatever, just mentioned no. a heartload of no, these, social these media people. titles or whatever. She's pointless. She's pointless. Yeah. Well, these pe- she these actually people just have... proved the fact. Yeah, these people idiot. are... Well, of course they are. These people, they, they wouldn't employ you if you're a smart person, Ned. You got to keep that in mind. And these people are as shallow as a, as a dry pond. I mean, that's it. They're just like, they're not, they, they have no substance to them whatsoever. They have no ability to critically think or think outside the box. If they did, then they wouldn't be in those positions. They wouldn't be yeah, out there selected to feed you misinformation and disinformation. Bruce is nodding his head in disagreement. Go ahead. This is, um, I, I disagree in the fact that they wouldn't be there. And, and, and by that, I mean this, uh, if, if they were critically thinking. They can be critically thinking in all of this. The, the caveat is um, they're authoritarians. They're Marxists. So they're critically thinking. They're, they're, they're doing exactly what they need to do to stifle any counter narrative. So yeah. I, I I think that these are more uh, you know authoritarian authoritarian. Yeah, they are. She she was just projecting to and saying, well, this is what should happen, and I don't have to justify it because that's basically what she was doing. She's projecting and saying, but she wasn't. I mean, that to me, you can't have a conversation with her because there was no content there. These people that are saying hate speech or whatever, with reference to what? These people that are saying it should be shut down with reference to what? There was no references to anything. It was just bunk. I mean, that is why she was with that, what's that moron's name? Joe Scarborough. Yeah, Joe something or other. Uh, Yeah, she deserves to be on his show. They deserve each other. They're in bed with each other with the same idea. And, well, I don't know. It's just stupid. uh, But what really... She can carry on. She can carry on with a with a splutter, and they just put people like up there for misdirections to give somebody to natter about. Just like if you some people wanted to talk about a bad TV series, as far as I'm concerned, because that is what the media's turned into. And in this, the other question I have in all of this, uh, they're, they're they're talking about misinformation, disinformation, and and you know all these people that are. Of you know being so dangerous and you know because of the January sixth nonsense. She um, had to throw that in there, didn't she? She did. Yeah. Who's deciding what's disinformation and misinformation? Who gets to decide that? The the government who's um, in bed with China currently. Uh, uh, Joe Biden, whose son and is uh, going around, uh, you know, uh, hookers and drugs and uh, well, you then you look at Ashley Biden stuff and incest, um, pedophile. Uh, it, is that the kind of stuff you want? You want to have the FBI who is guilty of uh, what was it? Uh, drunk driving, uh, kitty porn, um, creating false flag operations uh, like January 6th, like the, the woman mentioned, the uh, Gretchen Whitmer's case where she was kidnapped thing. You know, that whole debacle. Yeah. You forgot to mention uh, stealing, losing weapons, assaulting children, <laughs> sexual misconduct. Well, yeah, you mentioned sexual misconduct. It's endless. Uh, affairs with uh, felons in prison and uh, affairs with uh, confidential informants. But, but this is, this is, I mean, this is running up to, this is one of the reasons I wanted to speak about this. Because you're talking about the governments, you're talking about um, the leaders, you're talking about the chaos of it all, you're talking about how they blatantly can get away with they. And if you think about it, you've got the Macrons, you've got um, Trudeau, you've got, hang on, we've still got Rancid, haven't we? We haven't bumped him out after. Unfortunately, yes. He's posing for a Ukraine picture in front of number 10 today. But all these governments 
are just sort of rolling with it and they've been allowed in. Now, there's people. You must be at home in these countries giving it. I never voted for this. Why are they still there? Why are these people there? We have not voted for them. Because it's rolling slowly over and keeping the chaos and the misdirection going to get a paper like this through. This paper is one of the worst things that has ever been pushed. It gives total control and sovereignty to the elite, right? If you go and look at the WHO, if you go and cross-reference with the WEF, if you've got the Gates Foundation, if you've got whatever people are at the head of some of these mega companies, they're all interlinked here. They are all in the same band. You can put the UN in there as well. It is all one horrible melting pot. And they want to push this agenda. And that is why they're keeping the cap on these governments. That is why they're steamrolling this slowly along with all the chaos, because they want to push this through. Just saying infodemic, that pulls something else out. Interpandemic, that's another heading they've got. An interpandemic, you the see. hell's an interpandemic? The thing is, when he comes down to pandemic, they they, they weaponize this, yeah? That are, it, it's like um, there are four levels of a pandemic. So you get interpandemic is a disease that might happen between pandemics. So this creates the culture of you're going to have got rid of a pandemic and there's another one coming. So there might be a possible disease in the middle, like a pathogen that might become a okay. pandemic. Right. So, so basically they're using this. They're using this to get their foot in between pandemics so they can get make anything an emergency. Right. So that's right. what that heading means. Yeah. OK. Gotcha. Yeah. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Yeah. It's just yeah. so they and can then, keep a grip on power. That's all. Everything. Yeah. Everything, as long as they choose to, the your current health expenditure, and you've got universal health coverage, and then you've got a recovery, and then you've got things like define the next pandemic, determine lockdowns, surveillance powers, vaccine mandates, vaccine distribution, vaccine IP and profits. They've got something to say about everything. And then they've got redistribution of everything. Now, under these headings and everything, they can actually appropriate land off of wherever they choose and redefine what it's used for. That's because, true. No, because, yeah, I know, yeah. And because under the other headings, they've got land use change, animal use interface. Animal use interface, yeah. I, Climate I change. Know, I want to know what Wildlife six psychotics. Trade. Yeah, what, what six psychotics write this stuff? Like what in, what kind of messed up individual do you have to be that comes out as a product of the universities to write this kind of garbage? <laughs> yeah, but they've got environmental uh environment interface, uh des desertification as Discertification? No, desert. Oh desert certification. I thought you said discertification. Yeah. Okay. Desertification. Yeah, got it. Yeah. Desertification. Antimicrobial uh -huh. resistance. <laughs> I tell you what. All of these haven't got good meanings to them. These are the headings they're shoving in. But if you put them all together, that's everything. That is just about everything they could shove in this document. That is a total control document. The human, that that interface you were talking about, the animal, it's human-animal interface is the full term. And it's yeah. um, it's the virus going from human to animal or animal to human. Yeah. Uh, the, that interaction. So basically, the listeners think. and then you've got, the wildlife trade so and once you've got so they could find an excuse to reduce wildlife or 
repurpose, remove it. Yeah, like and, uh, uh, no more beef. It, yeah, everything has a heading. And there's loads of it. Uh, that is, it is endless. This thing needs to be burnt. This thing needs to be, and this is what the people don't get. This is where it's been going heading towards. And if they don't get this draft through, how many times did they get you get you in in the house to get that speaker through? How many times did he he had to be presented before he became speaker? We were upwards of almost twenty. I don't think it went to twenty, yeah, but we were. So close. they just kept pushing it yeah. and pushing it and pushing yeah. it, and that's what they're going to do with this. Well, that's what they did with the Lisbon Treaty. Do you remember that with the EU? They said, oh, well, you're not going to vote for this? Well, that's yeah, okay. We're just going to vote again. Yeah, okay, well, we'll we still again, don't want it. Oh, we'll we're going to vote again. again. Oh, we'll vote we're, again. we still don't want it. Okay, we're going to vote again. And you vote and vote and vote and vote and vote until it finally passes. Uh, this is it. And um, by the way, the four, <laughs> they call it a continuum of pandemic phases, and there's four of them. Inter-pandemic, alert. Well, basically, you got alert, pandemic, and transition. And these, they got four levels and whatever. I but hate what really, how they use that. They weaponize that word transition just a little bit too much for my liking. Well, if you think about it, right? If you talk about weaponizing something, pandemic, if you went into a dictionary, you'd have a brief understanding of pandemic. You'd have a widespread occurrence of infectious disease over a whole country or a world at a particular time. Yeah. Then you get their description and you've got a whole bloody page. You know, and it is really, really annoying. It means a global spread of a pathogen or variant that infects human populations with limited or no immunity through sustained and high transmissibility from person to person, overwhelming health systems with severe morbidity and high mortality and causing social economic disruptions, all of which require effective national and global collaboration and coordination. Those last bits are in there for them. This is, they designed that answer to a pandemic, so it pushes their agenda. No, every pandemic we've had in history has either been designed or we've had it and we've found our herd immunity. And we found our herd immunity with a lot less people dying than this recent one. And when the people wake up and realise that, yes, the virus, if it was, a, if it was released or if it escaped from a lab, either way you want to look at it because they know it didn't come from a bat Either way, it was man-made. It was already out in the world in 2019. It was out there. We know it's across Europe. Andrew Brigden, Bridgden actually got and stood up in the parliament and actually put, finally somebody put it forward. And he had proof of the water system and every, all the tests and the cancer biopsies, all of it. And it wasn't until later on in 2020 that it started to get manipulated and they eventually bought a vaccine out, which is not a vaccine. This is genetic poison and it's killed more people. It's still killing them. So this pandemic, well, they actually, I mean, recently they're, they're coming out with answers like herd immunity gives you 10, was it 10 months against the actual COVID? By then you've had how many boosters and how many jabs otherwise? And it doesn't stop transmission over. It's going over the same ground. I know it's boring, but it's all leading to this nasty thing. This COVID thing, as soon as people wake up and realize that, this push started with COVID and it's still going and everything else is a distraction. Everything, everything. And the amount of people that are dying and have died over the last two, three years due to this, whether it's Ukraine, whether it's your energy going up and you can't afford it, whether it's through lack of food, anything else, the WHO, which we know, and they work, they have worked with charities in the past, including your marvellous UNICEFs and everything else that want to be worldwide in that. The climate, 
every push, every damn nasty injection of some other chaotic idea is a manufactured thing by man. Everything is there. Everything. I I cannot put a dis... I would like to actually find something that accidentally happened. Sorry, I am looking for that. That is... That would be my chalice to find something now that accidentally happened. Well, we've got a lot of accidents that have just accidentally happened. We've got over 100 food processing plants that have gone up in flames. We've got a Chernobyl-style event that took place in the United States and my home state of Ohio. You've got uh, a horrible fire that broke out today in the uh, the U.S.-owned petroleum holding facilities in Mexico. All of them just happened to go up in flames. I mean, these these are all accidents, right? No. They're all incidents. They're all incidents. I think they're all crime scenes. Because, no, no, because if they were accidents, you could attribute that to somebody. Remember, that's how they look at, in our country, that's how they look at um, road crashes and everything. They don't call them accidents anymore because then they can attribute it to somebody or something. It's an incident until they found some answers. And that's it. It's an incident. And then you got to go, yeah, okay, an incident needs looking into. If they carte blanche it and say accident, that still has to be attributed to something. They can't, they shouldn't be allowed to get away with this or whatever. Some, there has to be an answer to this. We spoke about it last Friday with the dioxines and everything. And it is going to come out there. It's going to come out that this is going to have a vast ranging effect on a much bigger area than just East Palestine. It's going everywhere. Before we get too far from the COVID thing, uh, I just want to point out that this is a thought that occurred that I had not thought of until recently. Did you guys pay attention to when the trade sanctions happened on China? Did you guys notice that? I know that they've like they're still putting them on. We just put on a couple of more. Uh, I think it was like no, two the days ones ago. that happened back in 2019 when when Trump instituted those. Yeah, there was a there, he he did something with the trade deals, and then we were starting at that point. We were starting to delist Chinese companies from our stock exchange. That's when it started. Yeah, yes. and then you know what happened shortly after that? Well, the 2020 election happened, and then we reversed all that. At least I thought. And COVID. also in. Also, Trump well, yeah. was also yeah. doing trade well, things. Well, that was right he was after getting pissed the- off in Canada as well, wasn't he? He was, yeah, and not to mention the fact that you guys voted in a majority government for the Conservatives. That's when Boris Johnson got in. That was essentially like your uh, your Brexit too, if you will, because he ran on the campaign slogan "Get it done." And I'd say less than two weeks after that happened, the country went into lockdown. Oh, that I think you guys heard. You're kind of skimming over this. Um, That's the motive. Uh, Basically, that's what I'm getting at. This this could be a motive that's attributed to why the virus was released is we put the sanctions on China. China was starting to hurt financially, economically, and the virus is already being worked on in a laboratory there. And they just released it to the world. Well, okay, okay. You go down, you go down that line, but you've also got to work out this been far too many coincidences that have actually gone with that. Well, know? that could be due to the fact that they're working with China to begin with. Okay. Exactly. All this was given right. to China already. Right. So, so you, Well, you, you also have one uh, other the, thing to consider here. One very important thing, because you mentioned it on the COVID point, Dr. Naomi Wolf, we've mentioned her here before, uh, and she's a, a regular guest on Steve Bannon's podcast. She put out, uh, I want to say it was like last week, she said that Pfizer... Uh, and we had talked about this before, 
but they were already picked in the early in the early days to manufacture the mRNA vaccines. Oh yeah. They so, found somebody that was right at the bottom of the hate list and had made so many mistakes. Yeah. They were right down that ladder. They had had so much um crap put on them. They had done so many twisted bad things yeah well the the point that i'm trying to make here is is that at least in the west we're under a biological attack from china that's pretty obvious by now if you're not paying attention then you're living under a rock somewhere and i hate to be the bearer of bad news here but uh western countries we all have one thing in common we all have agreements that if and it's in the biological weapons convention if a country conducts biological warfare against another sovereign country, there is only one response to that. I don't think there's any country there. Well, I shouldn't say any country. There's only a couple countries that I could think of that have the stones to actually uphold that. Um, Russia would be one. Russia would be one. I, I, Iran would be another. Yeah. And maybe, maybe a North Korea. Maybe. I would say I would say Japan, quite right. frankly. Okay. I would say Japan right. would do it. Yeah, they might. The coincidences prove one thing. There is a very strong, cohesive thing between just about all these countries, East and West. There is an underlying problem here because even if, if, if you want to talk about the who's the tool to centralize it all, the who is the tool to bring it all into being. But the people have got to understand there's one thing, right? If they were honest and not criminal, there'd be one thing out there. And it'd be the labs have to close. Nowhere in the last, no matter what's happened, the one thing that has not happened over the last two, three years, whatever, it's it's been ascertained that this did not come, or it's within the creatures in the world, like there's so much stuff inside us, but this was manufactured or it was accidentally released or whatever, but it is man's f up or tool that got it out there, if it was used as a bioweapon, either way, not one country, East or West, other than Russia has pointed at Ukraine about the biolabs, whether that was an excuse or not, but they are, were in existence, maybe they still are. But these labs are still in existence. Even down to the arguments that Fauci has made about information going between Wuhan and at least one or two of the universities in America, and the research is still going on. Why? Unless this is one big school and they're all playing in the sixth form while the rest of the people are in the playground and I don't give a shit about them because the labs are still in. No one mentions it. No one talks about it. It's bad. And that is the proof in the pudding. No one's stopping anything. They're keeping this nasty, shadowy... Well, the, the world is crumbling one way or another. They, they, they are trying to break society so they can reinvent it in their own little horrible way. And that cannot be allowed. That cannot be allowed, even if it means it's going to go to a worse state before it gets better. You cannot allow this. That's grip. the only thing I can think is it's going to have to get a whole lot worse before it gets better. And I tell you that because I'm still getting the shoulder shrugging, people not caring attitude. We were discussing privately last week uh, about how much longer do you think this is going to go on? And I looked at I looked at Bruce and I said, do you still have Netflix? And he said, yeah. And I said, do you still have electricity? And he said, yeah. And I looked at Marty and I said, do you still have daytime television in the UK? And he said, unfortunately, yeah. And I said, do you still have benefits in the UK? And he said, yeah. And I said, and as far as I can tell, the Germans can still make bread. So 
It's not going to get any better until all of these things suddenly disappear overnight. And then at that point, at that point, I believe you're going to see things go from zero to 60 overnight. Okay. Now, I'd like to play this little clip, right? Because I always have a lot, a lot of little audio clips. I'd like to play this clip. This is from Talk TV in the UK. And this is just the average UK citizen, uh, British citizen calling in, talking about the concerns that her and her husband have on a daily basis. And these are people that normally just want to be left alone, you know, kind of stick their head in the sand and just kind of move on and shuffle on. But the tide's starting to turn in people that normally wouldn't pay attention. Listen. We're in a situation now where we have terrible access to health and dental care, terrible state education is on its knees, just like the NHS. And the police don't seem to be wanting to help anybody, especially not in rural areas. They're more busy painting nails and going woke. So we've had to sit down and think, well, what are we going to do? Do we want to bring our children up in this society that's quite frankly gone crazy? And at the moment, we're in a conservative government. If we get a Labour government, we are 100% gone. So you think if it's bad now, then the... All all the indicators, certainly all the typical indicators, would suggest it's going to get a whole lot worse. 100%. And if lots of people like us who are middle of the road, not multi-winner, but have strived and worked hard and done the right things, if we're all going to go, who's left paying in? Not many people, is there? And at the moment, we're in a precarious situation where we've got more people taking than paying in. And I don't want to be in this society if that's... Where, where is the society where this isn't the case? Where, where could you wow, conceivably wow. find yourself, Hannah, where you think this looks a bit more like a bit of me? Well, do you know what? That's a really interesting question. We're looking at a few options uh, in Europe, Luxembourg, Switzerland. There's obviously Dubai. Yep. There's uh, Bermuda. Now, all these countries, we would pay tax aside from Dubai. We would pay tax. But we would be getting value for money yep. and we would be getting a, a safer environment. You know, if my husband works another 100 hour week and then reads on the news about another local hotel being taken over by migrants, we'll be going next week. Not, not. No, I don't necessarily agree with some of the places that she mentioned, but um, <laughs> I, I get the idea of what she's trying to say. I get the idea of what she's trying to say. She's upset. But the point is going somewhere else. It's not going to solve anything because no, it's going to catch no. you no matter where well, it is. Uh, I, that apart is just... from the fact, I, I could have just simply told her if I were the host, I would have said, uh, well, if you go to the United Arab Emirates, then you're going to have to be jabbed and boosted and <laughs> digital ID'd all up anyway. So they're already doing the 15-minute city thing out there. So uh, you're, it, no, you're moving the, from there one, is one no, hell no, to the No, there is no escape. There is no escape no. because basically no, you hide from what this. you're doing is you're running away and they don't care because that's one less person in their constituent. They, they don't care for you. The idea is everyone's, yeah, she's moaned on air, but it's like the comment I got the other day and it was a case of, uh, I'm too busy to die. They just wanted to get on with the work, and even though they know all this shit's happening. I like that. I'm you know, too busy to and, die. <laughs> yeah, I'm too like busy that. to die. Look, yeah, and, and they're just they're just going at it like like a hive um, mentality. I've got to do this work. Oh, I, you know, I need this work so I can get some something in. I got to do this. I, you know, I'm too, they know and they're well informed, and yet they're still continuing on like a hamster in a wheel, going nowhere. And it's just incredible. You know, that that is a hamster mentality. It's just getting in that wheel, giving it lots, and that's all there is. But that's your existence, and that is not an existence, especially if you think you can just, well, if I don't pay attention, it's going to go away. It's not. Um, To actually, I'll tell you what, something came out this week about COVID as well, and there was um, 
I don't know whether you've heard of um, investigative journalist. She used to be in the BBC. She's ex-BBC. Sonia Elijah. Name doesn't no, ring well, a bell, but go ahead. Well, she's she, the people you can find her on Twitter or whatever. Her name is if Sonia she left, Elijah. If she left the BBC, that means she probably was doing something right. Yeah, so yeah, what, yeah. What she she's, she's been she's been doing her own stuff for about two years. But um, a group called the Children's Health Defence Europe published something. Yeah. And it was seriously about um, information about the COVID. They got it under uh, Freedom of Information Act. And there was um, an EU paper, yeah? It's called EU Periodic Safety Update Report. Now, this covered a bit of time, six months period, between the 19th of December 2020 and the 18th of June 2021. And this was basically about a group of people, about 300,000. So case reports this was, right? And this is about injections and how it affected them, yeah? And this is about what they knew that early on, yeah? And remember, when I say December 2020 to June 2021, when did the vaccine officially come out? Do you remember? March 2021, I believe. It was in 21, wasn't it? Yeah. So this was carried out over the six months of the, of the release, yeah? So they had 300,000 cases. Out of these 300,000 cases, yeah, there was over 1 million adverse effects, right? A third of those were reported as serious. Now, 84% of these people had no history of comorbidity. Therefore, they were in good health. They were in good health. No comorbidity, and yet there was a million-plus side effects, yeah? There were 5,115 deaths during this time. There are still 46% of the cases are left as unknown or unsolved. But the real thing that got me is when you go down it and you look through the reports, there was 26 women that were pregnant. 15 of them had miscarriages, right? Wow. Five of the live births had congenital abnormalities. Now, that is a hideous thing to know. And then, right, so basically they said things like, oh, there was bad lots of vaccines, the quality reduction, because we know the thing is these vaccines that they tested were set and they were okay. These were 90% stuff. When it went out and the manufacturing went out, it reduced down to something like 55% eventually, and they still accepted it. And so basically... The general manufactured vaccines, there was like bad batches or whatever they said. There was menstrual disorders with 50% of the vaccines. And biotech, bio-entech, should I say, in one of the appendices, they just went over this and said, yeah, well, a lot of these problems, this is talking about the pregnant women and menstrual problems. They said it will be associated with uh, psychological uh, stress about COVID. Yeah, it'll be overweight or if they're working long hours. And they just blaseed over it. This is what most of the menstrual problems would have been. You know, not not the vaccine. It would have been something like that. And at the end of it, guess what the EU said? Oh, the outcome's favourable. And then they just rolled it out. And that is the EU Periodic Safety Update Report. Uh-huh. That sounds okay. like something the EU would do. Uh, is this the same EU that refuses to release the... Uh... Uh, the, the vaccine agreements and the, the Pfizer agreements between Ursula von der Leyen and Albert Borla. Is that the same EU? Oh. The same EU yeah. that, that said, OK, well, uh, we'll look at the uh, the Moderna ones. And it was 97 pages of black lines. That one. 
Yeah. The same European Union. Okay, just wanted to make sure we were talking about the same one. But this is, this, I mean, I'm getting this out because I'm over this side of the world, but it's everywhere. If it's in the EU, this means this is available. People knew about it. The same sort of thing, well, we know with the CDC, the FDA and everything else, we know by the rules that Obama pushed through, finalised in his in his term, you know, the emergency laws, one person, everything. There's no liability. There's no accountability. The warning we gave out about as long as this pandemic umbrella is up, they're going to get away with everything. Looking back, hoping that we're wrong. But the nasty thing about this is we, we get improved right time and time and time again. And yet this stuff is coming out and people aren't going apeshit about it. That pisses me off. 26 pregnant women. Yeah, that is so wrong. That is that's disgusting. That in itself. It's worse I mean, than that, though. The the 26, it's worse than that because um, they didn't track all the pregnancies. There were more pregnancies than what you listed there. They just didn't track it. Oh, and, yeah. No, don't get me wrong. Whatever's published, we know damn sure that the numbers are greater. Didn't you say, was it the Pfizer trial that they did? Was it here in Germany where they, they had the severe adverse reactions? They actually just removed those people from the trial to make the trial so look it wasn't, better? It wasn't a trial in Germany. It was uh, out of one of your German papers. Uh, oh, they were develop, exposing yeah. it. Yeah, and they, yeah that's the, right. The develop, yeah. Um, they exposed that of the trials, they had something like, I want to say it was like 2,000 people that uh, in the trial or 1,500 people in the trial. And there were... There were hundreds of people in that trial, I think 250, 300, somewhere in that range that had adverse effects. And they just said, oh, no, that's not because of the vaccine. You had health issues, you were overweight or whatever. They, they explained it away and just kicked them out of the trial. And some of the people that were kicked out, they didn't have the medical insurance wouldn't cover the injuries that they sustained because you willfully took a trial an experiment, so they're not going to cover it. And because they were kicked out of the trial, it wasn't caused by the vaccine uh, <laughs> trial that you were in. So the, the company wouldn't cover it. So they got screwed and they, they, they had to pay for things like stroke and, and being hospitalized for myocarditis and blood clots and those kind of things. Um, the If I remember right, the women that were pregnant, it was like 292 that were pregnant. Of those that were pregnant, they only tracked like 30 something. And of the 30-somethings, uh, I think it was 36, I think, if I'm remembering right. I don't uh, I don't have the numbers in front of me, so, you know, the, these numbers may be off a, a, a bit. But I think it was like 36, and then they had 20-something that had miscarriages or stillbirths. And yet you continue on with something like that. Yeah. This has happened in every damn country. And that's, and that's it. And we know, like I said about Kenya with the WHO and UNICEF, the tetanus toxins. You've got hundreds of thousands of women and young girls that are totally infertile now. And hey-ho, just carry on. The Gates Foundation is there again, pushing it. The Gates Foundation has been out in India, pushing stuff. Um, that horrible little git that's vaccinated. How many people in India? Peter, oh, what's his name? I was talking about him that I thought might be taken over from Mr. Fauci. Bless his heroic heart. And it, it, it's just continuing. It, it, it's horrible. And yet they're, they're already talking up the next pandemic. They're going to say this, the pandemics are going to be the norm. What sort of crap is that? No, it's not going to be the norm. It just doesn't happen unless you create it. Herd immunity is good. And the thing is, if they keep pushing these vaccines, they're going to kill off the human race. Here's, they're going to kill it off. 
I, I agree with you. Here, here's a here's a question, and both of you can can weigh in on this. And I, I'm of two minds of this. I mean, I kind of voiced my opinion prior to, but at what point do either of you believe? And I I told you where I stand, but what, at what point do either of you believe that there's going to be a breaking point? Because all this is going to come to a head at some point. There will a be a flashpoint. Yeah, there's always exactly there's always a breaking point. There's going to be a flash. I, I actually I actually believe they're heading that way, and they're deliberately pushing it that way. I agree with because you because they no, I, because I they agree. think they think they can control it. They think that they've got the security measures, the forces, the police, and everything that they'll okay. be able to keep a, a lid on this and just All let right. the people based kill on themselves. that. Based on that, based on on what you just said, and I, I'm not disagreeing with you, but based on what you just said, name me one time in history. And I'm I'm not a, an expert, but I'd like to consider myself at least a well-read novice. I'll just put it that way. At what point in uh, in all of human history has there ever been an example of a controlled collapse? <sighs> a controlled collapse. Yes, where the I ruling know, class I, has I been able to maintain I, control. I've no I've known of ways that they've avoided a collapse. Yes, we can point to several examples of that. Most notably is 2008, <laughs> <laughs> leading up to where we are currently. Oh no, but, not not in modern times. I mean, years ago. I mean, even, oh, you're talking about like the, conflicts. Yes, yes, I agree. The, the cultures but, and stuff like that, even in a monetary way. I mean, um Oh, where was it? Um, where well, my point is, when it comes down they to actual conflicts, they used to reset conflict. the loans. Yeah, um, but my conflicts. point is, when when it comes down to conflicts, there's never been an example that you we can point or that we can point to that shows a where there's been conflict. a quote control no a controlled collapse of civilization. There's no way that they're going to be able to keep a lid on it. It's not going to happen. Is my point? No, the the only possible collapse of any civilization is usually been caused by um, some form of natural disaster, probably on a big scale. I think they could do it this time. And the reason I say that is um, when in history has the populace been more pacified than now? Well, they're when pacified because they they're comfortable. They're, they're pacified because yes. they're comfortable. And they'll My remain. point is those, those comforts are going to be removed. They're destroying mm -hmm. everything that, that gives them that ability to remain comfortable. The supply lines, mm -hmm. the logistics of the matter, and all that stuff. Right. But they're also offering a solution. And in so doing, the solutions the that they... no. So, okay, so you, you have, basically, this is what it boiled down to. Uh, I, I hearken it to a, a drug addict, okay? So you have the supplier, uh, your dealer, he's providing you with drugs, but then at the same time, uh, he's like, we're going to switch it up. We're going to do a different model. I'm going to give you uh, drugs that, that will give you the same highs that you, that you want. They're just different drugs. They're different. Um, and we're just going to switch it up. It's going to be more profitable for me. I'm going to have more control. You don't need to worry about that. You don't need to know that. Basically, what and you're saying is switching. What up. you're saying is, I, I I get what you're saying because basically, yeah, that's all, what they're saying is instead of the um, supplier just giving it out willy nilly and not caring for that asset, he's going to control the amount you have so you're continually there. Yeah. Yes. So it's On not drugs. it's not a matter of what is a drug medication. This is mm. what they're doing. You've yeah yeah that is the way it is. This is what this is all about. Equity for everybody. You can all have some of this medicine. You can all have some of it as In long fact, as you play by the rules. Oh no 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 no! You will have some of it. You will have. This is what they're saying. You're all going to be medically dependent because we cannot afford you not to be dependent and free free thinking. We cannot afford you to be human and spiritually free you've got to 
slot into that little nasty picture of theirs. Yeah, no, totally agree with that point of view. Yeah, on the button. If you look at it, accountability. They're, they're bitching in Canada about stuff, and we always hear, and I every now and then I go, well, how many doctors have died now? Because basically Trudeau forced that issue. He will say, oh, it was advised by whoever else. No, you're in charge of that bloody country. The mandates were forced that all of your doctors had to get vaccinated, fully kicked in. And I the numbers so far are 132. Are they up to that high now? I knew it was like 90-something. My goodness. Nope. I think... 132, I th all under the age of 70. Wow. I, I think that those mandates, by the way, at least for the healthcare professionals, I think that they are still in place. These in are just doctors. These are doctors. Yeah. Yeah. I know. These are practicing doctors. Yeah. Well, they were. So, so if there's any Canadians listening to this, get that out in your parliament. Ask that question. What about these guys? And ladies, there is, there is, um, literally, there's a site somewhere, I can't remember where it is now, and there's a picture of every one of them, every one of them, and they're all gone, and it's up to 132. It's disgusting. It is, uh, I, I don't know, I don't know. Well, you'd be happy to know that uh, Trudeau and his party today have announced that they are providing up to $75,000 for employee sex changes. That guy just needs to be removed from his position. He just needs to be gone because he is nothing but damage to his own country and his people. It's just no good. They're tightening the grip everywhere. In the UK, I mean, it's like Canada. They're getting the grip on data, people, controlling whatever they want so they can look into people. The UK is doing something. We've got a national warning system we're testing. Have you heard of that? I've not, but I'm surprised that you guys don't already have one, to be fair. The U.S. It's has had one for quite some time. They it, can't operate the damn thing worth a crap, but uh, they've uh, they've had one for quite some time in the U.S. Oh, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. It was, it's been advertised now, um, i.e. at the outbreak of war or pandemic. War or pandemic? Now, go back to the stay-at-home thing, which they had on, before, the there. app, so, the NHS So you're going to... You're going to get a text message every 15 minutes now. Is that it? Well, basically, the new emergency alert will use an app included in Android and Apple phones operating systems. Are you ready to transition to, I hate the fact that they've <laughs> used that word, but are you ready to transition to an encrypted phone, my friend? You have the right model to do it. I know, but apparently... You um, won't get those alerts. If you do that, people, people won't even realize that this this app is embedded in their system, half of them. Nope. But, it, but it's going to be there. Now, here's a question. Here's a question. Because the government people and the bureaucrats, they all carry encrypted phones. Are they going to get those alerts too? Pass. Oh, <laughs> yeah. on their secondary phone. On, yeah. On their oh, secondary yeah. Did phone. Yeah. Did, did you get it? Yeah, I got it on this one. Yeah. On this one. That's where yeah. they keep their COVID passes too, I bet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and their saline solutions and whatever else they want. I actually heard today from somebody who is a, uh, a a reliable source. I'll just leave it at that. I actually heard today that Biden is taking the real deal. Seriously? Yeah. Well, I wouldn't. He's taking the real yeah. deal. He's not taking saline. Well, well, if he's pushing this stupidity to the end, he's probably resigned himself that he's an old man anyway, and he's going to go out. So he probably doesn't even Maybe. care. I don't know. I don't. He know. might be that twisted that he might be. I mean, he is a twisted individual. He, he is, should yeah. have been in court and he should be in prison. So in his own way, he probably thinks, well, I'm just going to be too sorry for them to lock me up. I'm not going to live this through. So he's going down his own psychotic route. 
because I'm sorry, he is a twisted individual. He's He's been corrupt for the last 40 years, so why should he care now? He's gotten away with it for this long, so why why should he, he worry care. about it now? He doesn't care. But the, the, the fact that he's taking the jab, at, that actually does not surprise me. In fact, it doesn't surprise me that any of our politicians are taking it. And the, the whole reason is um, we're in a, we live in a society where experts are king. Um, you, you, you don't go out and look at the information yourself. You don't go out and, and try to understand something yourself and determine whether or not um, you should be taking this medication or you should be taking this jab or any of those things. You go to your doctor and listen to your doctor. And then whatever your doctor tells you, that's what you do. We, we, we have this worship of specialists nowadays. And uh, to be fair, I expect a specialist to, um, because technology has become so advanced, I expect, uh, you know, specialists to uh, have a better handle on things and tell you the truth. Uh, the problem is, is things have become so, as I said earlier, uh, the jab was not uh, for you in the sense of you're not the customer. They're not they're not doing this for your sake. They, they did this for the government. The government was the customer in this in this situation. They were selling it to governments, not And peoples. you were the asset to be practiced on. Yeah. So with that, with that whole uh, situation in mind, uh, going back to the specialist point, I, it, it's no surprise. Uh, the, the entirety of, of Western culture, more or less, uh, it, it, people are starting to wake up on this. Uh, I'll, give, I'll give credit where it's due, but um, they, they keep relying on specialists. Yes, you should go in and get a specialist opinion and, and see what they say, but then check it yourself. Yeah, but you know, the look thing at is, the, the, thing the, is, the fact I, yourself. I mean, when when individuals go in and they question doctors and they question people, yeah, they will get shoved out the door because that means those people have to take responsibility and answer. If you look at the rhetoric that's gone on since the beginning, it's all been expert advice. We have the science. Nobody has put their name to anything. Nobody has answered or done directly, yeah, this is how it is. They've sidestepped it like a bad salesman, or should I say a very clever salesman, or whichever way you want to look at the dark side of this, because being a total twat doesn't mean you're clever, but they've done this. Yes, you've been duped by the people who say, if it sounds too good, or you shouldn't be duped, question it, whatever. And the people just run along with it because it is because it's got to the point where, yeah, I'm too busy to do this. I've got to go along. So they put their trust in those people. Words aren't enough. If you can't be asked to take responsibility for yourself or your children or the future, you've got to start questioning your own self. Because if you're quite happy to run into oblivion, they don't care because they will find X amount of other assets out there to play with. If they lose one asset, they'll find another one. And the chances are, if you die and leave your children there, they're the assets they're going to go after. All right? They're already going after. So, yeah. So parents, adults, brothers, sisters, aunties, uncles, whatever. Yeah. You've got to take a little bit of responsibility now. You really do. Because this is becoming seriously boring and tedious seeing mankind blindly step into this crevice. Because that's what it is, yeah? And that, that is it. It, it. You're behaving like lemmings. And, yeah, we we all have dark thoughts. We all have whatever. And 
even I'm guilty of stepping across the line and saying things that I shouldn't do sometimes, as I have been pleasantly reminded of occasionally. But yeah, it's it's not a nice situation to be in. But if you think you can blindly avoid it, it's coming to a crux. And this paper that they're drafting and they want to get people on board, they're just going to keep pushing it. And I don't know how we're going to stop it because they don't work in one year, two years, three years. This has been going on a long, long time, and they still believe they've got time. And that's why they have their 2030 agendas, and that's why they have their 2050 agenda. And they know the fallout from this vaccine and COVID is going to accumulate. They know there's going to be people. So they know they're prepared to lose millions and millions of assets. Yeah? And, yeah, that's that's you people. That's everyone. They'll just do what they want with whatever else afterwards. Although there is one thing going on sometime this month. No, next month, I believe. There was something. Oh, where is it? There is a COVID litigation conference going on on March the 25th to the 26th in Atlanta, Georgia, believe it or not. Home of the CDC, Center for Disease Creation. Best place to have it. Yeah. It's going to be, apparently, there's obviously, supposedly, there's going to be plenty of lawyers there. And this is obviously, they're on board. They want to get on board. They want to see what they can make out of it. And they're going to see, well, I don't know. They still have to follow what laws are implemented. So I don't know how much moving there will be. On the actual listing, there's about employer mandates, education mandates, medical license, civil rights, fraud, censorship, vaccine injury hospital negligence, and something called mass torts, which is uh, a case where many people are wrongly harmed in a similar way by a similar product. Yeah, and that is on their listing of what they're going to be bringing forward. Who was putting this on again? Who was doing this? Well, it's a litigation conference. um, There's going to be loads of people there, you know, like the um, usual suspects going to be speaking and stuff like that. Like um, if I was to say Dr. Malone will be there and stuff like that, they're turning up. There's going to be speakers, but there's going to be uh, lawyers talking about the litigation and stuff like that. I haven't seen the final listing, so I wouldn't like to say just in case they don't turn up, but people can look into it. Apparently, it's been formulated that it's going to be um, uh, over March 25th and 26th, uh, Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah. And it's literally called COVID Litigation Conference 2023. Yeah. The list, the list has been getting slowly bigger. Um, I like to put it out there because if somebody's starting something, yeah. And it'd be interesting to see who's actually going to eventually turn up and see if anything comes out of it. It's uh, it's being put on by the VSRF or the Vaccine Safety Research Foundation, there you go. and uh, in partnering with the uh, Mindenhall Law Group. Yeah, I just pulled up their website and was looking at it. Well, I just thought I'd mention that. I don't know where I found that from. There's a link to a link to a link to a link somewhere. And I'm digging through it. your mountains and mountains of research and scratch <laughs> notes and everything else that you go through. No, I know how it is. I, I know how it's- it is. It's just, well, and it's it's something like that I'd, I, I like to mention. Um, there are a couple of shorts and stuff. Um, people were out in Canada on February 19th. That was interesting. Parliament Hill in Ottawa. People were out there having a good shout. Oh, do you know what next week is, by the way, when the podcast comes out, by the way? Uh, no. Shingles Awareness Week. Shingles Awareness Week. <laughs> just thought I'd throw that in. 
Okay, so we all need to go and take Apparently the vaccine, sure. or...? <laughs> no, basically, it was just, um, in this country, they're advertising it, shingles awareness. You know, like they say, it's awareness week for whatever else. You oh, know, they got a week and a day for everything. It's yeah. National Potato <laughs> Week is coming up, I think, or something like yeah. that. The Irish celebrate that, or I don't know. Oh, yeah, but do you remember, it, it's like... They're, it's part of the agenda. They're pushing something else. Because if you remember when it was going to go from COVID and then they tried the monkeypox, which is going to be skin rashes, but shingles is a result of your um, immune system breaking down and they try to use that as another thing to push this monkeypox yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. So they started this again. So it's basically, I mean, the advert is just ridiculous. I do believe you had a anti-war rally in Washington. Is that right? I don't necessarily know about uh, an anti-war rally. The only thing I've seen in the U.S. Uh, in recent days was uh, there was a protest that started at Pfizer World Headquarters, and they marched from there down to the United Nations building, where they have the WHO, no, and they were chanting Nuremberg. There was an anti-war rally, and it was filmed, but there was a lot of groups, just like everything else, that might have agreed that they, was, they were anti-war, but because of their... Um, personal ideals in whatever they were they weren't willing to turn up and this is where it starts to fracture i mean it's it, it's just it is petty it was wrong a lot of people did turn up i mean uh, they yeah, had their own was. thing to say I, I i even believe i mean there was all, all manner of people there there's some people with russian flags and god knows what else there but it was all about no war thank you very much you know they just don't want it and there was a few people there. I don't think, but some of your media got hold of it, and obviously they were saying white supremacists and everything else again. And la la la. Wait a minute. La, wait a minute. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. We have a media. Well, a controlled media. Propagandists. Yeah. Yeah. Propagandists. I think, yeah. I think Tulsi Gabbard sp spoke at it. It looks like. Oh, what a disappointment she's turned and... out to be. And <laughs> yeah, but it, I it learned was, it was it was going on. It was going on. I learned something, by the way. Uh, the World Economic Forum, you know how we were seeing young global leaders and all that yeah, nonsense? Yeah. yeah. You can get your name on there without even asking. Like, they will send you a letter and say, we're going to nominate you for this position. And you tell them, no, I don't want it. They're like, oh, no, you don't understand. This is a great honor. And they, they do it anyway. Yeah. Oh, I see. So some people on the, the list uh, yeah, are actually genuinely good people. It's yeah. just um, they, they yes. put them on there. Yes. Anyway. Oh, I see. I know. Um, no, no, it is it's a just great a, honor. I mean, like, yeah, I can tell you what uh, yeah, to do with I, your honor right here. But then, but then, in some respects, it is like having that forced negative, so they could use that to deplatform people. You know, because yeah, it, yeah, it is. It can be used like everything else. It's it's like a PC. It's the WSPCR test. Yeah, it, it's kind of like uh, uh, Maxwell going around to these big uppity events, and uh, you know. Uh, hanging off the neck of uh, of someone taking a picture with them and then moving on to the next one and you, you yeah. may have no affiliation with her but because uh they want uh control of you basically <laughs> they they take pictures like this and oh just yeah yeah that, that's why you implant people into a crowd etc 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 to do things if you want to find out about anybody question it have a look yourself people don't when i was growing up um the idea of disinformation with newspapers when i was growing up we used to have a, a paper i don't know whether it still exists called news of the world yeah and basically it was like it'd have a report and if somebody had interviewed somebody they would take specific lumps out of that interview which could make it sound totally different so 
I used to say to people, you know, when you used to go on and they, and I used to go, you actually don't know what you're talking about. That's very news of the world. You're just spouting news of the world stuff. And that is how it used to, when you used to go away. And that was it. And that, you learned at a very early age that reporting, if you want to find out anything, look at it yourself. Yeah, look, look for yourself. Because if you come up, especially if you come up to me with an argument, I don't mind. An argument is like I told your daughter, my daughter, if you've got foundation on your argument, argument doesn't mean you've got to shout at each other. It just means an opposing opinion or a difference of opinion. But if your argument is founded and it, we could talk, yeah, about anything. But loads of people just fired off and off they go. There's something else interesting I found out, by the way. Eggs. Well, what is that? We'll, we'll call this one your final point. But yeah, go on. Eggs. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Does this have to do with the uh, the egg yolks specifically? Yes. Uh-huh. Yeah, I heard about it. Go yeah. on. Yeah, I heard about it too. Should I tell you why? Should I tell you well, why? Yeah, yeah. But I'd just like to point out, for those that don't know, uh, we've been having large egg facilities, uh, egg producing facilities. Oh, and, funny, uh, isn't it? Yeah, they've all gone up in flames. And it just so happens that um, Bill Gates has an investment, a very large investment, I might add, <laughs> into a, a plant-based plant egg company eggs. that, yeah, yeah. he's, he's going to sell you <laughs> when there are no more eggs that are available. And of course, I think, what is it, what are eggs going for right now in, in the U.S., Bruce, is it $9 a dozen or thereabouts? Oh, yeah. Lovely. Something lovely, like that. It? Yeah. yeah. It, anyway, go on, Ned. Well, I mean, apart from I mean, one of the few remarks I mentioned of few weeks ago was when i said uk farmers are shouting out saying we've got eggs but no one wants to buy them it's not that they're not laying and then they also had there's a problem with the feed it's causing some chickens some problems so where are you getting your feed from but Hang i just on a minute. let that go you guys had that problem in the uk uh, yeah interesting because they had the same problem in the u.s but the two paths have never crossed yeah but you know what made me really twitch was one of my nephews popped up to see us yeah and bless his heart He's um, due to the work and everything else. He has had chaps. He's still alive, well, which good. is good. But no, the point is, no was, side uh, effects, uh, anything. Uh, pass. I mean, he's up and down. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah. He's got a very busy life. He works hard, and yeah, he does. But the point is, there's so many variants that could do it. Whether it is poor manufacturing, the temperature of it when it's administered, whether your body's acidic, this, that, whatever. And I noticed something when he was up here, and he goes, oh, "I just love eggs, <laughs> omelet or a fried egg, and this eggs. He just loves eggs." And I was giving it. That's interesting. And something twitched in my subconscious, so I went. Hmm, that's one of the things I'm going to look into. So I just thought I'd look into it. But then, like you were saying, obviously Bill Gates. So you've got processing plants, fires, etc. Chicken farm problems. Reports of dodgy chicken feed. Uh, chickens are stopped laying. Reports of supermarkets not actually buying eggs at the places where they're up. And obviously the egg prices are going up. Why? Let's add these bits together. And then you find out there's been two studies done. And they basically, to put it in a short proceed thing without going too deep into it um it's what well, it's a protein call it a glycoprotein it's an immunoglobulin right and it basically it as we've spoken before you've got ace2 receptors yeah and this stops the protein the spike protein binding to your ace2 receptors so within the yolk of these chicken eggs there's something good so then you give it Time for your tin out again, isn't it? You just add another little bit of the jigsaw That's together. Right. Yep. Yeah. And then you go, wow. Yeah, I'm going to give it a mensch. Why am I going to give it a mensch? Because then people could go out and find out about it if they want to. 
it's it's interesting. It it puts another little nasty dark thing in there. It it but it also gives you a bit of an answer. Why eggs? And all of you some because they're good for you. <laughs> we can't have our assets being healthy. We can't have our assets taking something that's natural that combats our man-made chemical nightmare. So assets, go have a look. I'm not being putting you down, calling you assets, because that's how I see myself. They treat us as assets. There is a divide. Get a grip. There's a massive divide in this culture, and it is those people who want to control it all and the rest of us. There's nothing else at the moment. It's coming to a focal point. And as soon as you realize that that is how life is, maybe you start moving forward. And I love the lot of you assets. Just we're all in the same boat. And maybe we'll just start rowing in the right direction together because at the moment we're going around in circles on this water. We most certainly are. Um, I, I would like to leave you with this quote from uh, a man by the name of Thomas Jefferson. Uh, you mentioned newspapers and how, you know, we were talking about how they're basically their propaganda outlets. Now think about Thomas Jefferson saying this back in the 17 and 1800s. Th think about the time period when this was said. The man who never looks into a newspaper is better informed than he who reads them, insomuch as he knows nothing is nearer the truth than he whose mind is filled with falsehoods and errors. Wise people. I'll tell you uh -huh. what, some of your presidents have come up with some really good insight to the futures that they saw coming. And no. Well, see, that's that's just it. You know, the, the U.S. Constitution, when, when those... I, you would call them traitors, but we call them patriots. Uh, when those when those men, I don't call them yeah, Marty does. I, we t he likes to wind me up with that. But when those men drafted that document, you know, when Thomas Jefferson uh, drafted that, you know, with uh, Benjamin Franklin and John Adams, they actually wrote it in France, believe it or not. But when that was written, they knew that they wouldn't be able to predict the future. They understood that, and so the whole purpose of it was to become a living document for all time, for all people, in so much as they, they worked in something called the amendment process. We have this process today. So you go through and change the document through the legal process, but you don't remove things after you've changed them so you can understand where you've been to figure out whether or not that was a mistake going forward. We still have prohibition. Oh, yeah. The Volstead Act is still on the U.S. Constitution as an amendment. It's still there. Even though we don't have it, even though it was abolished, you know, you were talking about um, uh, uh, what's his name, um, uh, Elliot Ness and the Untouchables. Well, they were formed as a result of the Volstead Act. It's still in our Constitution. And so you can go through and you can work that, rework that document and reward it. But the process of that is very lengthy and you have to go through a lot of approval processes and a lot of legal hoops and a lot of legal battles and they just don't want to do it. So there you go. Do you know the scary thing about this is the whole situation? If you look into history, like you say, Elliot Ness and whatever else, it is a very thin line that a lot of these people that have tried to write um, things out to bring them back out of shadows in a, a necessary evil, you could call a lot of things. What necessary evil is going to be needed to write this lot at the moment? I'm not sure that it's a necessary evil that we should be looking yeah, for. Yeah, but, but, but the point is, evil is if you put it down on a um ethical basis where there's a glowing world of everything is right it is the, the the world and the universe does not work that way you've got dark you've got light but you've also got a gray area it's like if you go to war 
you have your own war machine to counteract another person's war machine, which makes that a necessary evil because you are killing people, if you understand where I'm coming from. I do, yes. Yeah? So on that morally and ethical nature, it is a necessary evil because no matter where you look, no matter what what you've been brought up in, religiously or otherwise, whether it's uh, the Bible or the Quran or... Um, Torah, the Torah, is it? The Torah, yeah, yeah the Jewish. Uh, yeah, and th there are several other ones, and there's several other, I mean, you've got your Hindi religions and everything else. No matter what, the foundations of them are based on moral principles, yeah, and they have been twisted over the centuries by people and done whatever. But if you truly looked into the nature of most of those things, there are some good foundations in them. But even though there have been if if even it say if you took something like the Quran, yeah, which is not Christian, it if you go it even within something like that, it says if somebody comes to murder you and you murder them, you're just as bad. Yeah? On that issue, you're yeah. So that's the moral thing. So when I say necessary evil, it's just if you're on this line of the moral and ethical thing that killing somebody or doing wrong to somebody is evil. That is what I meant by that, because somewhere along the line, we have always had to find something to combat something because things get taken to an extreme before they're found to rebalance before the pendulums. But what is going to make that pendulum swing back? That's as good a place as any to leave it. We're going to have to go. We'll see you next week. Yeah, I'll be back. I've got to go down south, but um, I will be back. Looking forward to it, my friend. It's been a pleasure as always. I'd like to thank both of you for being here this evening. Thank you to all of the listeners. God bless everyone and have a great evening.